movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 90. Josh, I can't even believe we're at 90 already. Can you? No, not at all, dude. This is this is kind of exciting. I mean, when you and I first started this, this is very much of uh, we missed talking about movies. So let's just call each other once a, once a week and... It's just kind of evolved from here, and here we are, 90 episodes in, and dude, sky's the limit. And I don't know about you, we're not going to say too much yet, but um, let's just say we're, I think we're only just now getting our groove, and we've got some things planned in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, I think we're starting to figure out where we want the podcast to go, how big we want to make it and all that. And we've got lots of really, really cool stuff planned. So, But we can only make this podcast as big as you guys let us to make it. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't shared us with your friends and family yet and you think they would like to listen to some two idiots talk about movies, tell them about us. We'd like to have more listeners and just have more engagement because we like talking to you guys. We like giving you guys the news. We like talking about what we've been watching. So, uh Josh, you've been watching anything good lately? Um, I finally, I know I, I sing the show's praise quite a bit, but I finally finished season two of Altered Carbon. And? With Anthony Mackie. And it's actually better than season one. So I'm, I'm yeah, wow. And it ends in a way that either they could make a third season if, if they wanted to, or we can just leave it at this. All right. So I have not seen any. Is it, I'm assuming it's something I would like. I think you would. Um, they do. I mean, it wasn't a negative for me, but I can see this being negative for somebody else. They are very heavy handed with like philosophical themes and like uh, what what it means to be human and what it means to be mortal and all this other stuff. So it, it's very, very interesting, but it's just it can be a little heavy handed at times. I don't mind like stuff like that so long as it's done well. And so often movies think they're doing it well and they really aren't. They're just making noise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or worse yet, there'll be political movies that think they're being groundbreaking, but just beating you over the head with overtness. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the big thing here is with the show that it, it, it doesn't try to I mean, it knows that it's a sci-fi movie about people that can basically live forever because of the the consciousness is downloaded into stacks, right? And clones are always a thing now. So it, it's it, it knows what it is. It doesn't it doesn't like attempt to be something different. So I mean, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna count that as positive. What about you, bud? You what? You've been watching anything this week? Um, yes and no. So. Heather and I more or less like I won't say rage quit, but kind of rage quit on Last of Us Part Two. Um, okay. Like I am not like everybody else saying, "Oh, this is the worst game ever." I know what the second half of the game is, and I was like, "Oh, that's disappointing." Uh, with the, it's hard to not talk about without going to spoilers, but let's just say it's like the last season of Game of Thrones. On paper, what happens? I think is a good idea, actually. I don't think what they do is necessarily bad. I think how they go about it is bad. Like, I think it's ordered incorrectly. Um, 
And also it feels like there's a completely missing game. Like we jump from one to three all of a sudden without a second game. Um, so despite that and make me go, I kind of need something a game with good storytelling. Uh, and Heather had not seen them yet. So we've been going through all the Uncharted games, actually. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> hey, it's been at least a year since I played them last. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's not like there's other games waiting for you to play like Horizon Zero Dawn or anything. True. I'm, I'm waiting for that one to go on sale. Also, that one's not next to my to buy list. It's probably Gang Beasts of all things. Really? I kind of really want to play Gang Beasts. That looks a lot of stupid fun. OK, OK. Have you seen what that is, basically? I have not. So it <laughs> look it up after this. It looks incredibly stupid, which makes me want to play it immediately. It basically looks like crash test dummies that don't have any bone structure trying to throw each other off a roof okay like okay uh did you ever see that markiplier video where he like kicks soccer balls at dummies and they just go limp no wow you got a rabbit hole to go down after this yes I have, especially with markiplier I, and i love me some markiplier so but yeah, he had one where um like you kick soccer balls at people and they just go limp Basically, imagine playing as the limp people and you fight people. Uh, okay, okay. Like Super Smash Brothers, except without the strategy or refined combat. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been going through the Uncharted ones and we've been going through them wicked fast. So we're on the fourth one. Oh, nice. Uh, but also the first one you can do in like seven hours. So it's not wicked long. Uh, but also in terms of things I actually have been watching besides our God awful movie that we're talking about today. Thanks for that, by the way, Josh. Um, I've been sporadically, not like full on binging, but sporadically watching episodes of Psych for the movie next week because about time. Yeah. And you're um, excited about this one because it, it kind of seems like this could be a good one. Well, we thought the last one could be good too. And Zachary Levi, notwithstanding, it was kind of disappointing but it's nice to have lassie back for this one so i'll let you know uh i'm still curious because peacock as bad of a name as that is for streaming service um is not on roku yet but then again i trust them to get a deal before next week unlike hbo max Mm -hmm. who is still trying to get their crap together but whatever but whatever you know so yeah uh we said it a little bit before but um it is five good things week and Josh curse your wickedly good segue last week for suggesting that we watch <laughs> Catwoman. So I'm like, sure, why not? I expected it to be bad. I did not expect it to be as bad as it was. <laughs> like Spider-Man 3, Batman and Robin, I found myself defending. OK, maybe they're not that bad. They're not the worst superhero movies of all time. Oh, no. This is in discussion for top five, maybe top three worst superhero movies of all time. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about it a little later. Um, I mean, I know it's it was hard for me. I don't know how hard it was for you to find good th- five good things. But yeah, this is the most I've ever had to reach. I, this is the most I've ever had to reach for something. Yeah, I mean, there's one I think on my list that I'm I'm pretty confident confident about that I didn't feel like i needed to reach for but i swear to god if you put the music on here no lord no because guys if you haven't seen catwoman it's basically like destiny's child puked up a soundtrack of their ones that didn't make their albums 
I will say though the 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 music going on at the party that she she interrupts. I, I was digging. I was digging that. that well, <laughs> pretty well, yeah. Uh, we'll get into all the issues that we have with that, uh, but we have some news and also a lot of odd speculation because it seems like nowadays. Everybody that's got some form of a Twitter or Instagram can claim a new rumor suggests. Oh, I'm getting real sick of that, but we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Um, But first of all, let's start looking at some light at the end of the tunnel here, because Lord knows I live in Florida right now. Yeah, we're like in the darkest part of the tunnel because no one knows what a mask is. Speaking of which, I now have a baby Yoda mask and I'm quite proud. Oh, yay. It. Looks kind of weird that it looks like I have a small child on my face. I uh, I switched I switched between two masks. One's a uh, a Day of the Dead mask, and I have like the the Mexican holiday. Um, As opposed and, to the band, uh, or or isn't there a movie? I mean, probably. Yeah, probably. But anyway, and, and like this really pale blue one. And I didn't realize it until I wore it today. And some uh, somebody was like, "Oh, what are you going for surgery?" And I was like, "Oh no!" See, <laughs> so my surgery blue face mask. My first mask looked a lot like like a bane shape, so I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, but the light at the end of the tunnel is: it seems like things are going to go into production soon because we know it seems like it's safer everywhere but America. So. Uh, UK filming is set to resume incredibly soon for stuff like The Batman, uh, Mission Impossible 7, Jurassic World Dominion, which actually had already started filming, um, but then had to stop because of, you know, the world being on fire. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, Josh, of all the things that are scheduled to go back into production, what are you excited for? Uh, just what are your general thoughts about stuff theoretically being allowed to film again? I mean, if we, if we can film some Batman stuff, that'd be fun. Um, I, I, mainly because I'm like, I'm itching for a teaser. I'm itching to find out more, as I'm sure you are. Um I could care less about Mission I mean, Mission Impossible Seven. But you liked I, Fallout. I did. I, I I really did, and I liked Protocol. Like I liked them a lot, a lot better more than I thought I would. But at the end of the end of the day, I'm not like, man, they need to make another Mission Impossible. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a on my top tier list of things I really want to see this year. Or Are you basically? If Tom doesn't go to space, I'm not in. I mean, basically, <laughs> he, if Tom doesn't train himself how to ha- halo dive from 50,000 feet, then uh, I'm not in again. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you said, I'm really looking forward to Batman like Jurassic World that had already started filming, but it got scrapped. I think that was further along than Jurassic World, though, like. Obviously, we had the Batman suit. I, it's annoying because I feel like we were on the cusp of getting a lot of reveals. Like I think we were just about to cat get the Catwoman suit reveal. Um, I feel like we were just about to get a lot of stuff from the Matt Reeves Batman movie yeah. before everything got shut down. So I was like, dang it. Um, 
I'm the exact opposite of you. The more Mission Impossible movies come out, the more I'm excited for the franchise, just because I've liked them more and more with each passing one. This protocol is still my favorite, but um, yeah. isn't um, isn't the same director from Yes um, Fallout coming back? Yeah, from Fallout and Rogue Nation. So this will be the okay. first time that Tom Cruise has let a director do four of the Mission Impossible movies: five, six, seven, and eight. Oh wow! So seven and eight are more than likely tied together somehow. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I don't know how you would pull that off, but yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I swear, if you kill one of the team members, though, as a cliffhanger for Seven. No. Like Benji. Leave Benji alone. He's finally <laughs> earned his place on the team. Uh, he's like, especially in Fallout, he's finally starting to feel like an actual member of the team. Yeah. Um I think it's funny that like everyone's film allowed to film overseas because let's be honest, it's probably safer over there now because yeah. every other country's been like, oh, we have a virus. Let's just shut everything down until this passes. Whereas America's going, we're fine. We're, we're fine with limited capacity. And now we have this whole second wave going on because no one knows how to take care of themselves or wear masks. Yeah. It's yeah, but I mean, at this, I, I think though, I, I'm with you though. I think we were all just about to get a ton of stuff revealed for Batman. Um, and I, I'm just, I just, I, I need more. I need more. I need to shut people up <laughs> about it not looking good. Yeah. Uh, again, my only complaint is the wrist gauntlet thingies. I think those look weird. Um, but yeah, again, that's his first suit in the movie. I'm sure we'll get a new one. Um, Jurassic World. I think this will be better than Fallen Kingdom just because <sighs> there's no way to go but up because Fallen Kingdom was just such trash. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, it does make me wonder because, again, I have to have to come back to where was Uncharted supposed to film and are they allowed to film anytime soon? Um, you're asking the wrong one, wrong guy on that one, buddy. Because I know, I know you're the one that is really keeps up with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, it wasn't England, but I, I guarantee it wasn't in America either. And that's another. They had already started filming. Like Tom Holland showed up for his day of filming, and that's when everything got shut down. So I don't know. I know not. Um. But I, that's still, to me, probably going into production before Spider-Man 3 because Sony can make it themselves and not have to rely on Marvel for their timing of, like, when does this fit into Kevin Feige's master plan? True, true. So, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's uh, it's kind of whatever. This It's still whatever at this point. I mean, things are starting to kind of start to move on the outside world outside of America um, for obvious reasons. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll actually be able to go see a movie in a theater. Not the right we're going, dude. We were supposed to be in the theater by now. I know. I mean, to be fair though, up where I am, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. That's because you're not one of the two states that don't know what masks are. <laughs> Apparently. Which, yeah, uh, we'll stop beating that horse. Um, mm -hmm. But it is a news topic, I think, is either really good, but at the same time, it just really fleshes out a lot of my problems that I have with modern 
reporting because I already hate journalists in general. Um, but media journalists, I think, are even worse. But this still at least could be interesting to me. Um, so we know DC Fandom is coming. Um, we've talked about that for a few weeks now, and we're probably going to keep talking about it because stuff thing seems to be coming out, but we don't know. Uh, but something interesting came about not too long ago um, that there was a survey going around asking DC fandom going, well, what panel are you most excited for? Black Adam, Aquaman, Zack Snyder, maybe um, this, that, or the other thing. But at the very bottom, it said Secret Movie 1 and Secret Movie 2, to which, of course, everyone starts speculating, what are those two projects? What are those two projects? Um, I think there's a lot of different possibilities, but I think there's only really... There's two that I am kind of more leaning towards than others. Um, But Josh, before I get to you to to ask what you think they are, right now, there's like five to... At least that I could think of of people are throwing these names around. They're saying a Batman Beyond movie, a Green Lantern movie, a Constantine movie, a Zatanna movie, a New Gods movie, Man of Steel, and I feel like there's something else. And everyone's just going, new rumor suggests, new rumor suggests. And it's just so annoying to me of... Yeah. If you really dig into it, none of these are credible sources. Oh, I've heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who works for Warner Brothers mail office. Um, it's like some of these also one of them, some of them don't really seem like secret projects because like new gods that's already been in development forever. Others, yeah, we know about that one. Others just don't make sense. It just seems like every time there's like a big comic con type of thing, people, it's almost like they want something to happen. We'll just spit it out in the ether and then people, we got this covered. We'll spit that out as truth as opposed to this is just a fan theory. Yeah. Um, I, I, as much as I would love for Batman to be on, beyond to be a thing, I I personally think it's a little early. I think we got you let got to let Robert Robert do his thing first before we even bring in a new Batman. I feel that that would be way too confusing. Um. I'm I'm gonna throw this out in the ether. Okay. I think it's time for a static shock move. You keep saying that. I'm putting it out in the ether. I mean, but how like if there was ever a time, especially after these past couple months, if there was ever a time for a young non prince like <laughs> black superhero it is now. But the only issue I have is I would love to see that movie just as much as you would. I think DC forgets they have Static Shock a lot of the time. I think so, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's like any Green Lantern not named Hal Jordan. They just forget that they exist because yeah. even when I watched Static Shock as a kid, like it felt like it was in the Justice League universe, but also it didn't, if that makes sense. That's fair. But I mean, it also I think that to me, Static Shock is or could be like Spider-Man of the of the DC universe, the the, the neighborhood hero. Oh, yeah, probably. If they remember that he exists. Yeah. 
yeah uh i can see green lantern happening i would really really prefer if jeff jeff johns was involved but well um, <laughs> um topic we won't get into today but jeff johns i don't think will be near any live action stuff for a while yeah and i think it's isn't it it's it's probably thanks to zach so no it's that whole ray fisher calling out joss whedon thing no way I thought that was just like yeah side. T- okay, side, this isn't this isn't part of the fandom, but quick side tangent. We'll we'll talk about it here. Um, so we I wasn't planning on talking about this, but we can address it really quick. Of uh, Ray Fisher, uh, more or less took to I think it was I think it was Twitter, Twitter, or Instagram, one of those two. I think probably both, um, and did a clip of him from Comic Con a couple of years ago where he fully endorsed Joss Whedon to replace Zack Snyder. Um, He's like, I fully retract everything that I've said about this. Uh, Joss Whedon was gross, abusive, this, that, and the other thing. Um, now, I will say this. Um, as someone that likes Justice League, and I don't think it's nearly as bad as people make it out to be. I am probably going to be siding with Ray Fisher on this one. Because... These allegations against Joss Whedon are nothing new. Um, If you remember when Justice League came out, he was still, quote unquote, supposed to be working on Batgirl, but I never bought that he was actually attached to that. Um, There was allegations from like his ex-wife. There's been other people that have come forward. Um, And also, as much as I like Justice League, there's certain moments you can tell are Joss Whedon that while I like the movie, I don't get why they're in there because they're not funny and they're kind of uncomfortable. Like when Flash lands on Wonder Woman and that wasn't Gal Gadot, that was her stunt double that was forced to do that scene. Move. And I'm like, yeah, that I like this movie and I defend Joss Whedon up to a point, but I'm taking Ray Fisher's side on this one, but also it sounded like Joss Whedon was doing a lot of bashing of Zack Snyder's vision on set, which I'm like, Joss, while I may agree with you that I wasn't a big fan of Snyder's vision for the DC universe, if I'm directing those actors that have been working with him, I'm keeping my mouth shut and trying to do my best to work with them. It's and supposedly Joss Whedon was enabled um, by producers Jeff Johns and John Berg, who both are not in their roles anymore. But I'm like, it's not a good look for anybody involved right now. Yeah. Well, geez, dude. And it's like Ray Fisher. I think he's saying this because so far he's the only Justice League member to come out and say anything. I think it's because he really has nothing to lose right now. Yeah. Because everyone else is either in the middle of production on a new movie or like some other people I'll talk about in a second here, hoping to get another movie. So as much as I like Joss Whedon's Justice League, and I think it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Joss Whedon does have a history of suspicious activity following him around. Hmm. But that's crazy to get back to the fandom stuff. Yeah, I think there's two likely candidates here. And they both come down to one specific person. J.J. Abrams. He is the future of DC, and I cannot wait until he's officially announced for something so fanboys can just lose their stuff about it because you know they're going to be pissed. 
because it's not Snyder. And they'll be like, he's the guy that did Rise of Skywalker. And that was a bad movie that ruined Star Wars. No, Kathleen Kennedy ruined Star Wars. And if you think Star Wars is ruined, were you not around in 2005 when people thought Revenge of the Sith killed everything? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, the big thing is, so so that would, if you're saying J.J. Abrams, I'm assuming that you're saying one of them is a Man of Steel film. I do. No one is talking about Man of Steel 2, but I think... Where there's smoke, there's fire, and there has been enough of a buildup of we've heard Henry Cavill be talked about for a while coming back to Superman. And I think this is the big splash that they're hoping for. Imagine the one-two punch of Zack Snyder's Justice League and Man of Steel 2. It's a, we're going to appease the people that like Snyder's vision, but also we're going to be thinking ahead with Henry Cavill's Superman. Now, I'm also gonna probably surprise you with what i think is the second movie okay also it still ties in though heavily with jj abrams and a project that they've already announced that he is working on but not directing he's overseeing a justice league dark and there's already some rumors floating around and this one i do kind of see some evidence to back it up on that we'll be getting a zatanna movie Ooh, i think that's the other one because yeah, it's it's like your black light is not not black lightning. It's like your static shock argument. It's not a cookie cutter, another white guy superhero. It is a female led magic movie that could tie into the HBO Max Justice League Dark series. Now there are some rumors going on of JJ supposedly wants to produce a Constantine movie, and I'm going, oh lord no. And people are going, bring back Keanu. I'm like, no, you like Keanu now. Keanu and Constantine is not Constantine. It's just Keanu. And I mean, I love that movie. I know you do. That's not that's not what I want out of a comic book, Constantine. It's no, it's not Constantine at all. It's just a Keanu Reeves action movie with demons. Yes. I mean, so, that's your in there. Come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going with the interesting picks. Superman, which I'm sure at this point, I'm sure it's just a, a heart thing and wanting it and willing it to happen. But I think the Zatanna thing might be out of left field enough. And I, I think they want to diversify, especially in today's climate, of not just have all male leads um, and do more. Like, look at the su- success of Wonder Woman. I'm sure they want to continue that trend and try other female-led superhero movies. And if we're not getting Supergirl, Zatanna could be a really interesting option. She really could. It'd be interesting if they, you know, it'd be par for the course. Of the on a, if they didn't do Man of Steel and they did Static Shock and Zatanna, just do it to to really hit it home. Alexandra Daddario for Zatanna, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, who would you want as a? Who would you? Who plays your uh, your Static Shock? If he is not Miles Morales. Lucas from Stranger Things. Okay, but I think you'd be a really good Miles first, though. Yeah, I, actually, I'm I'm really really down for that. Surprisingly, um, but yeah, there's talk about a Green Lantern, but I don't I don't see a Green Lantern movie being announced just because we're getting a series on HBO Max. Um, yeah, Batman Beyond. I think we'll get a Batman Beyond movie, but after the Flash movie with Michael Keaton first. Yeah, that makes I, more I, sense I to me. I, like I said, I think it's a little too early for Batman Beyond as much yeah. as I would love for it to be a thing. OK, so I t- told this to Heather. Um, how great would it be at the end of 
um, the Flash movie with Michael Keaton. Uh, like he sends Barry on his way or something, hopefully played by somebody else. And he's just like, you know, I've kind of missed being in the game. Goes down, goes down to the Batcave for the first time in decades, opens up the cabinet. He's like, I've been saving this for a rainy day. Opens up um, one of the uh, containers and it's the Batman Beyond suit. Mm. And that's it. Mm. I don't know. Because you know this better than anybody else. He has to wear the suit before Terry does. True. Unless he sends Barry on his way and he's like, well, let's get back to work. And he gets a phone call and it says Terry on on the phone. I'd be okay with that too. Caller ID. Weird nitpick real quick. Like super simple. Um, Weird nitpick real quick of... Batman Beyond, we see him wearing the suit first. Did they ever explain how a man that's like twice the size of Terry is able to wear the same thing that Terry wears? Um, I think. <sighs> is it like Back to the Future 2 where they like have auto adjusting clothes? Because I'm, I'm just looking at this going. You and I can't wear the same stuff. So how can they wear the same stuff? I, I there was there's something to do. I, I could have sworn either he makes one either, or 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 it, uh, it's an auto adjustable. I'm not sure though. I mean, it's probably just back to the future two logic of auto adjusts. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, especially with that that particular suit, I I I I wouldn't mind it. Like you can totally convince me of that. Fair enough. And now for something completely different. <laughs> so uh josh would you consider yourself a football fan i mean i don't mind it if it's on i'll watch yeah I, i'm kind of the same like i enjoy watching football it doesn't mean i'm gonna play or like be the smartest person in the room about it i'm it's not baseball to me um but i enjoy it i would rather watch football than say like the nba but um i like it enough um and one player in particular that i was always a fan of and i'm actually genuinely surprised that it took us this long to get a biopic on him is uh former arizona cardinals quarterback kurt warner apparently he'll be getting a biopic played by shazam himself zachary levi and i didn't even realize until i was making the graphic for this episode and seeing the side by side they look so similar it's not even funny it's almost painful. <laughs> There's like no way. I just saw this. I was like, did you cast him just because he looks like him? Or like, did Kurt Warner specifically ask for Zachary Levi? Just make me look as good as possible. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, cool, I guess. Uh, on the tales of this, did you see uh, the side by side that Chris Hemsworth dropped of him and Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm much more interested in the Kurt Warner one just because I don't think they're going to sugarcoat it whereas the Vince McMahon one since he's still alive and he's like the most protective person ever in the, of their image if we were going to get a true Vince McMahon movie I'd be interested and show his rise make it like a Joker movie show his rise to being like one of the most horrible people on earth but <laughs> they won't do that yeah <laughs> it's going to be interesting Make it like the Wolf of Wall Street, except with Vince McMahon. Oh, no. Because 
it's not that far off. No, it's not, unfortunately. But yeah, definitely the Zachary Levi playing Kurt Warner is going to be super rad. Yeah, I'm actually genuinely surprised, like I said, that we haven't gotten this sooner because for those that don't know, uh, Josh, how much of the quote unquote Kurt Warner story do you know? Like zero. <laughs> so the reason why I'm excited and why I think this is a really cool idea and I'm amazed that someone hasn't done this sooner is Kurt Warner actually went from grocery bagger to Super Bowl champion, basically. Oh, wow. He's like basically the Rocky of the NFL. That's crazy. Of like, I think it was either high, after high school or college, he didn't get signed. And so he was a grocery bagger and worked his way all the way back to the league and became the Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. So I'm like, jeez, dude, that's I didn't even know that. Holy crap. Yeah, let's go. All right. Right. Levi. Also. I wouldn't be surprised at all if either Warner approved of Zachary Levi or if Zachary Levi signed on to this because they both have very similar, how do I put it, faith backgrounds and they're very outspoken about it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just hoping that this doesn't just become, hey, they're both Christians. Let's make this a terrible Christian uplifting movie. Because bless your heart, if you watch Christian movies, that's good for you. They are almost all of them are terrible. Yeah. If you want a good Christian movie, go to a studio that isn't Christian. Book of Eli is phenomenal. Yeah, that would. uh, Yeah, we could have a whole debate on 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 all of that. It's because it's it's an interesting topic on certain levels but yeah it, it, i hope it doesn't uh, don't mind if it's because it is such a big part of who kurt is um but don't go full hallmark I, with it yeah don't don't go yeah don't go hallmark Jeez. so never go full hallmark <laughs> yeah tropic thunder there you went full hallmark never go full hallmark um <laughs> so so, as the graphic shows up on the screen, <laughs> I know what part of the show we're at, and I'm already, I can't even take this seriously. So, I shared this graphic on Facebook, and I don't think people realize that I'm being dead serious when I say this. This is a real, genuine news story we are talking about, people. It is the Yahtzee of news stories. I've put a whole bunch of different things in a cup. Shake it up and spill it out. And the first three things you have to pick up are what's happening here. Because we've covered some random crap on this show. Of Hans Zimmer doing the score for a Spongebob movie before literally anybody else is attached to it. Um, I feel like we've had some other... We've had some other, like, super weird ones. But unless we get a movie about Bill Clinton riding a unicorn... In a Pixar, I don't even know how to just randomize off like off the top of my head. I can't think of a more random combination than this. So we've beat around the bush long enough. Jason Momoa, my friend, your friend, everyone's friend, and your mom's crush. He is voicing Frosty the Snowman in a live action movie. And before you go there, Josh, yes, I am now renaming him. Jason Snowmoa. <laughs> Atta boy. Um, 
I don't know why. I don't know who thought of this. Um, uh, I have a thought. I have a thought. It's going to appeal to a very specific audience, I think, is why this movie's made. No, but he's, he's It's someone's very specific dream about Jason Momoa. <laughs> but he's like, I, I don't, he, it's just his voice, right? So he's still going to be that plump snowman. I kind of hope it's more than just the voice of just a shredded snowman. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I misread the, ty- the, the topic. At what uh, while you were talking about it, and I just saw, uh, you know, voicing Frosty the Snowman in a live action film. Like, so we're having a Frosty the Snowman action film, huh? I wonder what this is gonna look like. You got frosted, man. Oh no! Stop! 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 stop. No. Okay. All right, last pu- re- last bad pun. I promise. But imagine that scene from Justice League. Ride ain't over yet. My snowman. Stop. (laughs) I've given way too much stock to this. I've had way too much fun waiting. I've been more excited to get to this news topic than I have to get to our discussion later. Because what is this world coming to that we now have Jason Snowmoa as a thing? It's like those memes of like... When you merge two different things. Oh, they can't hurt you. They're not a real thing. Jason Momoa as a snowman can't hurt you. Ah, yes, he can. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay yeah. let me ask you this. All right. about it. It's funny. We got plenty of puns. Are you for it or are you against it? Of course I'm for it. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's not the voice that I think of when I think of Frosty the Snowman. But, like, I think of calm and nurturing and just, like, I want to hug you. Jason Momoa is like, yeah, man, let's catch that snowball fight. Like, he just keeps saying bro all the time. (laughs) Frosty the Snowman becomes a surfer man. Oh, God. Frosty the Surfer Man. Oh, I am so incredibly for this. I can't. I can't. I just can't wait. I just... (sighs) And Danny Trejo's voicing Rudolph or something like that. <laughs> watch this be directed by Michael Bay. Watch this be as as good as a vo- of a voice acting role as Michael Sarah as Robin. <sighs> it's there's no way we're ever gonna be able to top this in the random what the heck were they thinking category. In the sense of I'm looking forward to this. But what? I told my family on this when we made our when we made a trip to Portillo's, which yeah, this episode's sponsored by Portillo's. If you haven't, you're missing out. Um and I told them that and they're like like in live action form? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's just, uh, Okay. My brain just can't process it. It's just <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I I didn't know I needed this, and now I, now I can't wait for it. It's yep, and the kids will be like, "Oh, but Frosty, we're being bullied." Where are they at? And Frosty just like takes chunks of himself. No, he just like tears parts of himself out as a snowball and chucks them at his enemies. Oh my goodness! 
I can't emotionally <laughs> handle this. It's like an SNL skit, like when they had The Rock be Bambi. It's just... Why? Who? Come on. Oh, man. And I'm all about it. <laughs> In all the best ways. Oh, dude. Speaking of something that I'm all about, did you see the Tax Collector trailer? Um, I put it in the notes, so yes. I know, I know. Um, okay, also... I was trying to segue that! Um, for anybody that doesn't know, we are the biggest Shia LaBeouf apologists when it comes to movies. And I feel so vindicated right now, because holy crap, he's bringing his A-game. And also, disregard the fact that he tattooed his entire chest for this movie, because he's still weird! But if you don't think he's a good actor, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, because holy crap, he is... I mean, the movie itself looks like, you know, paint by the numbers drug violence movie. And I don't think it will be. But I agree. I don't think it will be. And I I, the already like some of the acting in the the trailer was like, okay, okay, we are we are here for it. Here we go. So the big reason why I'm on board for this, besides the fact that it's actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, um, actual cartel member Shia LaBeouf, we'll go with that for this movie, um, is (laughs) this movie's directed by David Ayer, who is the first director that I think in recent memory that has seen the dramatic in Shia LaBeouf because he cast him in what I still think is one of Shia LaBeouf's most underrated performances in a movie called Fury with Brad Pitt and Logan Lerman. I like but don't love that movie but i love shia labeouf in that movie that that was the movie i don't know about you but at least for me when i was like whoa same yep who who is where is this shia labeouf been yep that's the one for me that too that was like oh this dude can act because everyone else is kind of scoundrels in that movie which is still why i thought david ayer was a great pick for suicide squad and i don't blame him for the final result um but shia labeouf was Still a scoundrel, but he had an interesting layer to him as a character that I really, really liked. Um, and so to see them reunited just means to me that David Ayer liked working with Shia or saw some potential in him. Mm-hmm. So I'm all on board for that. I've seen some That's stupid cool. backlash already that people are like, but Shia LaBeouf is not a Hispanic and he's playing a Hispanic character. I'm like, what makes you think he's a Hispanic character? We all know that white guy that thinks he's a lot tougher and more gangster than he actually is. And that's what I think Shia LaBeouf's character is here. I, I would I would agree uh, at no point. I don't think they give him any name, and but they don't they, they never say that he's Hispanic or anything like that. So, no. And I loved at the beginning of the trailer when it's just like some people say I'm the devil. Are you? Maybe. I'm like, oh, I want Shia LaBeouf as a villain in a movie, not in real life. The last line of the of the uh, of the trailer where um, the the his partner is like, dude, I don't want him to have to pull the trigger and blow you apart, blah, 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 blah. And like they, they hit it the, it's again. And Shia LaBeouf goes, but, but I really want to. It's like, no, stop. No, the villain Shia LaBeouf. Here we go. And why I still think he would have been great as Red Hood, but um, I just get Shia LaBeouf all the dramatic roles until people realize that he's actually a good actor and he is trying to put his life back on track. Still does weird stuff, but um, name another actor that doesn't do weird stuff. 
<laughs> yes. I mean, he does weird stuff, but like, I mean, of the things to do for a movie, tattooing your chest really is like the the least. It's like the smallest thing. Oh, yeah. He did much weirder stuff for Fury, like filing his tooth down to the gum or not showering for the entire shoot. Yep. <laughs> much weirder. Like, but still, like, he's come a long way. He's such a method actor. So I'm not that surprised by that. Um, I'm not upset by that either. I, get, I mean, obviously, I have tattoos, so I, I, I don't really care. Like, go for it, man. The funny thing uh, is, he says he isn't a method actor. Like, if you look on paper, he kind of is method, but uh, I know you have seen it. But if you guys haven't, if you still don't kind of get the Shia LaBeouf thing, look up the Hot Ones episode with Shia LaBeouf. And he goes into explaining method acting and how he like researched what method, method acting is and how he's like, there's some elements there that I appreciate, but I don't think I ever go full method just because I never want to completely embody something, just kind of feel what it's like to be that person. Fair, yeah. Like he's a lot smarter than people think. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. You know what we, we should do then? Um, on the on the Uncharted Media Facebook page, after we post this episode, we should definitely put up links to both the Hot Ones episode and uh, that interview in the all oh, the interview that I sent you where he's on the bench. Yeah, absolutely, post those up because. I think more people need to see like his his actual heart and his headspace where he's at these days. True. Um, oh. Did they say the tax if the tax collector was theatrical or if it was like a Netflix thing? Uh, I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to go relook at it, watch the trailer, which honestly, I think I will. <laughs> uh, any trailers right now are welcome because we're not getting much but yeah i just i, I i'm all, i'm very appreciative of, a, of new media that uh, yeah so let's go and i'm always down for more shia absolutely well like we said earlier our main discussion today is five good things about Halle Berry's Catwoman from 2004 and before we get into it again i need to say Josh, I hate you so much. <laughs> and, and it was one of those, like, I just kept shrugging my shoulders like, but the segue was so good. <laughs> Never again will we do a show just because the segue was good. If it's anything like this. Oh, but, oh I was going to say, but we did that with Immortals. So now we planned Immortals ahead of time because you didn't even know Henry Cavill was in Immortals. Uh, no, uh, uh, 2020 is uh, hindsight, you know, I uh, um, uh, uh, I saw, I, I knew all along, you know. Immortals, at least, was enjoyable to watch. I hated every second of this <laughs> because, no joke, I have never seen a movie with worse editing than this movie. Oh, dude. Like it's one quote-unquote action scene, even the non-action scene, has like five cuts in a second yeah like the whoever the editor or the cinematographer was this was so add and just well the shot's more than three seconds we have to cut it cut 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 yeah uh, i yeah okay so and everything's got this weird green matrix color tint to it mm. It's, so first things first, though, let's talk about the fact that whoever wrote the movie 
saw Catwoman and was like, oh, I get it. She's like Spider-Man and has the powers of a cat. And and that's what you get in this film. And I. It was the most infuriating, like I never thought I'd be sitting here saying, no, that's not how you do Catwoman, because I could, you know, for the most part, give or take, you know, give or take to do whatever you want with with Catwoman. But because I feel like most people realize, though, most people realize when you say Catwoman in relation to the comic books, it's a character and not a literal cat person. And they tried to it's just and they tried to like the in they tried to do like the the whole female empowerment thing with it too and not that i'm against that but it's so half done in this like there's no real code to it it just it the movie is definitely early 2000s you can tell in the editing you can tell in some of the ways that they transition scenes you can tell in the music um it's just it does not age well at all. It's not to say that it was it was good when it came out. So it was so so bad. I hated every second of it. Um, but without a further ado, are you ready with your five? <laughs> I guess some of these. This will be the most of a stretch I've ever had to do. No joke. Yeah. No. Same. So uh, what? I am curious. What is your number five? Um, for the most part, I feel like every single one of these for both of us is going to be kind of like, uh, well, uh, for the most part, give or take, cause there's such a stretch. Um, the two CEOs are legitimately evil. Like they are pure dirt bags. There's no redeeming qualities about them. Like I, there's a couple times I legit wanted Hallie to punch the dude in the face. Just go, just go for it. Um, I don't, I, and that to me, film is going to be absolute garbage. Uh, then at least your villains are, they're not strong, but they're definitely evil. Yeah. I have some thoughts later about one of the villains in particular, but I'll give you that. Uh, I have an honorable mention to the no lie. I thought it was the brother at first. And then I realized later that it was the husband. I was like, oh, you're sending off all kinds of the wrong vibes for this movie. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't Game of Thrones. OK. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I could uh, see that they were generic evil CEOs, yeah. I guess. But like at the at, at least at the very least, they had no redeeming qualities, which is sometimes like the rest of the cast. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's your number five? So this is my only technicality for this and probably that I've ever done for five good things because I know oh, this movie broke me so much. I think it's a good thing that there's no Batman connections at all in this movie. Absolutely. I don't even remember a DC logo at the beginning. There's no I don't think there's a DC logo. She is not um, Selena Kyle. She's Patience Phillips. And I'm going, the heck is this crap? Um, All of all the stupid, stupid names. Oh, my goodness. Like she is just Catwoman in name. She bears no resemblance to the actual Catwoman character. 
for the most part, but I'll save that for later, uh, which might surprise you. Um, it She's a literal cat person. Like, at one point, she gets distracted by catnip as a oh, human. Dude. I, I legitimately, like, looked around when I saw that. I was like, is, is anybody seeing this? This is some somebody edited. It. Somebody want, wrote this down on a piece of paper and said this is a good idea. The fact that it isn't technically a Catwoman movie, if you want to be pedantic about it, is I think a good thing because it doesn't further tarnish the legacy of like yes. if this because it would have been real easy to put this in the Batman universe and just ruin so much more. But the fact that they didn't and tried to make a stand on its own failed miserably. But you know what? Thanks for not ruining the reputation of Batman any more than it already was at 2004, because yeah. this is before Batman begins. So Batman as a whole was already in a dark place. Thanks for not making it worse. Jeez. You know what threw me out of the movie most of the, most of the time? Worse than the editing and the music and all the other things. Her weird ears. I mean that too, but um, it looks like a cobra now that I'm looking friend? at the picture. Oh her god, best. the best friend was terrible. Okay, do you know who that is? No, she looks so familiar. Did you ever see the Miss Swan sketch on Mad TV? No. She's like, I'm sure you've seen videos pop up on Facebook every now and then and stuff like that. But she's got like a scrunched up face. She's supposed to be Asian. Um, and I'll send you a link later, but that's, that's Miss Swan from Mad TV. And like, I remember seeing, I remember watching like videos of her and like, she's very, very funny, but it just was one of those, like, she's kind of like when, um, what is it? Is it Joel Edgerton that shows up at the end of Wicker Man? Uh, no, uh, that's James Franco. Jim Franco. Yeah. James Franco's at the end of Wicker Man. Okay. But, but Yes. It just kind of shows up and it takes you out of the movie. Like, whoa, wait, what are you doing here? No, that's not what took us out of Wicker Man. It was Aaron Eckhart just randomly sitting at a bar with no lines. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, because I was like, Franco, that doesn't sound right at all. No, Franco is at the end, but remember, before he goes to the island, he sees Aaron Eckhart and we're like, wait. Yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah. Eckhart being an extra in the background <laughs> of a bar not saying anything? That's so wild. Uh, but that's a whole other five good things. Yes. Any excuse Maybe one day. Yeah, we'll revisit that someday. Not next month, but I unabashedly love how dumb that movie is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, all of our friends are just the worst stereotypes of like, uh oh, I thought we were better at writing gay characters than her gay best friend at work. Oh my goodness! I mean, in like the most stere- the most stereotypical gay character in a fashion company ever. I mean, I've seen I've seen big stacks of rocks that have more charisma and more in- interest than uh, that. His, the cop. God, that man was stupid. How did it? He had to use all of the police resources to put two and two together. I will actually talk about him later, but I will completely agree with you of dude. You see her text written. Sorry. In the exact same font both times, and it takes you how long to figure out that it's the same handwriting? And you had to pull DNA from two. And you went to a handwriting specialist who just happens to be on standby. Oh. 
Um, my number four is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> oh yeah, we. Oh yeah, we're in the middle of a five good things. I forgot. Oh no, we'll still keep bagging on stuff when we, when bad things happen. But number four is also probably me reaching. But maybe I was trying to give the movie the benefit of the doubt um, because I think there was something there. Um, if y'all care at all. Because you shouldn't. But I'm going to spoil the ending of the movie for you guys. After Halle Berry goes into overtime, because she literally says that, um, she, like, kicks the bad guy onto a ledge. And the bad guy's face has been cut up by Catwoman's claws. And no joke, the villain has tough skin because she's been using her own makeup forever. And it makes her skin turn into like Like granite like super tough so she can't feel pain physical pain but like all of us watching this movie she still hurts on the inside um so Mm -hmm. Halle Berry scratches up her face and so like her face starts peeling and she's hanging probably gonna fall to her death and there's a quick shot where she sees her reflection now maybe just maybe I'm reading too much into this and I probably am but I want to win something in this movie I think upon seeing her reflection and seeing that she can't just go back and put makeup on anymore and that she's going to be scarred like that forever. I think the villain purposely let go and killed herself. That's your number four. Because I think, no, let me finish because okay. <laughs> it was like your number four was, a sk- was ha- being happy. The villain killed her. Okay. Because, um, I think it'd be interesting. They don't make it over, but I think it'd be interesting if she killed herself because they pan out once she's dead and she hits the ground. She pans out and she falls at the base of the building. And in the background, there's a picture of the fashion model that's replacing her on the cover of all the products and magazines and everything that's been talked about for almost all of the movie. And I think, again, I highly doubt they did this intentionally because they're not that smart, but I thought it was interesting foreshadowing and maybe a subliminal messaging of, you will always be replaced. Time will always catch up to you. You can do whatever you want to do, but you will always die in the end and be replaced by a better model. Which is like a really dark and yet true sentiment for a movie that has a woman rubbing cat, uh, sorry, catnap all over her face. Yeah. So I'm like, um, did you intend for this to be this dark? And I'll, I'll talk about that character later. Um, but I was like, did you intend for this interesting mm. subliminal messaging here about you can do everything you want to try and get to a certain point, but you're still going to die and you're still going to lose your legacy in the long term and be replaced? Yeah, I, I don't think they're that smart. I mean, if you if you can pull that out of there, go for good for you, bud. But I don't think they're that smart. It's not our brain shattering revelation like the happening was. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Uh, so what's your number four? My number four is the music. No, just kidding. I'm just Get kidding. out. Get out. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Normally, the mu- normally the music is a good go to for us. Of, oh, at least the music was good. Oh, no. If there was like a not top five, this is like number two behind the editing because, oh, my gosh, this is like a wow. That's what I don't call music. Twenty 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 oh four, I guess. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, no. Um, And maybe this is because we like we are coming off of watching 
like uh, stuff like like Daredevil and kind of seeing some of these real dark and uh, themed um, so superhero movies that DC is kind of known for, especially in the color palette. So uh, something at least early on, and there's certain sections that are are still there as well in the movie. Uh, color is very pre- present, at least in some way, shape, or form in this movie. And it, in that way, it felt a little refreshing. Now, if the movie itself was better, it would probably be more interesting. But It looks like the rejected color correction from the Matrix sequels. Yeah. It, also, like, when I'm was the last time give- we – say again? I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just – I'm trying to give as many points as I can here. I, I just it, it's tough, dude. I mean, because it was colorful ish. It's more colorful than certain sections of of uh, BVS. I don't know. Also, <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet, but I can't remember a movie that I've ever seen that has worse CGI buildings. Oh, my goodness. And cities like could you not just get B-roll of a city? Also, cities are pretty good are pretty easy to do with CGI normally like buildings. Cause it's not a f- person where you have to get all this fine detail, but they still managed to bungle that. And CGI is so bad in this and they're just buildings. How do you mess that up? <laughs> they, do they ever specify what city she's in? Um, I, I want to say New York or California. I don't care enough. <laughs> it's not Gotham. That's what matters. Yeah, because it's definitely not Selena Kyle. Also, I rambled on this long enough last weekend, but quick side tension about cities. Why the heck was Scoop not set in Coolsville? <laughs> it's just set in a random. I think it's set in Venice, Venice in California. I'm like, wait, they they have a city that they live in, you morons. It's Coolsville. Everybody knows that. I hate Scoop so much, but not as much as I hate this stupid movie. Just, just let that trap let it go down the toilet. Let it just—it's okay. Let it go. The dog and the cat combo. Two weeks in a row, man. It's just killing me. <laughs> oh. Speaking of number two is going down the toilet. What's your number three? <sighs> Wild, terrified, and poorly shot. The idea of some of the behind some of the the action shots, the action pieces and whatnot was interesting. I'm I'm <laughs> so so much conviction there. I, I there's only one thing about this movie that I am like convicted about, and we'll get there. But I just that did they get how Catwoman I would think would fight given that you took away her her whip. Sure. Um for the most part. Yes. She also, does a lot of kicks and that kind of bothers me. Quick side tangent. Can we talk about for a second how she discovered, hey, I should have a whip as a weapon. She stole it from a beer hose. Oh that's right. At a party. I'm like, are you serious? Ah, dude. She stole a beer hose from a kegger her neighbors were having. Also, 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 
<laughs> this this actually broke the movie for me more than anything else. Everyone okay. in that area lives in apartments, right? Yeah. And she goes over to stop the party at her neighbor's apartment. Uh-huh. Why the heck does her neighbor have a two-story apartment? <laughs> if you look carefully in the scene, that's not an apartment because you can see the floor below them. <laughs> like if they're on a balcony level. <laughs> it's so funny. Like once you start really hating a movie, all these little things start becoming really. Like that's not an apartment. That's a nightclub that you disguise as an apartment. <laughs> we see you. We know what you did <laughs> last summer. No, I'd rather watch that. I like those movies. Oh, it's. I hate those movies. Honestly, <laughs> I like them because they're dumb. Yeah. Hey, but this is dumb. <laughs> different kind of dumb also it's hard <laughs> for me to not like a slasher i even at their worst they can still be fun this was just painful but yeah it's, i don't know why that bothered me so much but it did of uh, that's not an apartment it's two stories everywhere else is a, a floor <laughs> uh, and i, I like, kept checking i was like are we sure that's not just a bar nope i can see the floor below that's this is two stories somehow <laughs> oh gosh uh my number three to transition back to trying to find some semblance this is the exact opposite again this movie is the exact opposite of how a good superhero movie should work and it's the exact opposite in one big thing so in most superhero most good superhero movies um man of steel of course being the exception a hero will get their suit and they'll have like an early model of it. Captain America had it. Iron Man had it. Uh, Batman had it. Man of Steel, again, I still complained. It's super weird that he just gets the suit for no real reason. Um, but typically superheroes get a suit and then it'll get the a better version of it later. It is the exact opposite for Catwoman. Her final <laughs> form is so god-awful. But their first-gen costume... I actually don't mind because it kind of gave me uh, Batman year one vibes. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't mind it at all. It, it could have been a lot worse. And then they went a lot with a lot worse. It's like, why did you change it? This is actually not that bad for a first suit. It looks homemade, which it was. And it makes sense. But also at the same time, it still looked like Catwoman. Yes. Not before she Even got the she whatever weird headpiece that she got how does she get that headpiece i doesn't she take it no she I, takes it during a robbery no because if you look carefully it's made of completely different material what <laughs> like the thing I, I know what you're talking about she finds like a mask or something in the robbery but i'm like that can't be what she wears that thing looks like it weighs 20 pounds <laughs> It probably does, but she's got a strong head. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on before that comment goes off. Um, I hate I hate the suit, like the second suit, so bad because it just looks like a thirteen-year-old boy designed it. Like, yes, yep. Halle Berry's attractive. We know this. We could watch Swordfish if we really wanted to know that, but we it. It's not Catwoman. The first suit was better for like an opening. This is my suit, my homecoming type suit. Then he just had to go and ruin it. Yep. 
Uh, Next up. Oh, boy. I talked about it very briefly, but my number two is actually Sharon Stone as the main villain. Really? Because I can't tell for the life of me if she didn't give a single crap or if she gave all the craps and was genuinely trying. Because, <laughs> like, at times she's really fun and other times she's sleepwalking. But at the whole time of watching it, I'm going, you're a much more interesting character than Halle Berry's Patience Phillips. And again, it comes back to what I talked about of, I don't think they intended it to be this bad, this as their subtle messaging, because I don't think they're that smart. But I, I like the concept of a villain that is a villain because they already had the power and they just didn't want to give it up to somebody else and they didn't want to give the spotlight to somebody else of age is catching up to her and they established pretty early on that a new model is replacing her and she's like yeah i'm fine with that but you can tell she's not and she just wants to stay beautiful forever she wants to stay in the spotlight yeah and so she's willing to do whatever it takes to get to that point and that's an interesting spin for a villain to take we can argue all day if it's the best way to to do it but and again i can't tell if she's giving all her effort or none of it but i thought the villain was much more interesting than halle berry's character yeah i won't fight you on that one not great but nothing about this movie is yes what's your number two (laughs) my number two is the single thing in this movie that gave me the most laughter i know it wasn't supposed to be but i laughed for a solid uh, last three-fourths of the movie. Um, <laughs> anytime Halle Berry's character is on the screen with that stinking Karen haircut. <laughs> it really is a Karen haircut. <gasps> Dude, she literally fights the manager. Oh, I know. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> oh, man. I, I I know it's not supposed to make me laugh. Much like in Wicker Man, it, it's supposed to be serious and it's supposed to be emotion th- uh, like provoking. But, bro, that's a that's a Karen haircut. She she she's literally asking to speak to the manager. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> guys we cannot take this movie seriously just yeah i couldn't after i can't i can't do it man this movie's so bad Ooh. it's so bad you run all that catnip all over her face i was like all right cool no longer taking this movie serious like i tried to be an optimistic person thinking okay every movie has to have at least five good things i wrestled so much with myself and with the movie gods going why? Why have you betrayed me? Why have you forsaken me to do this? And it's all Josh's fault. Don't forget it, folks. <laughs> hey, man, that this was the purpose of this segment for us was to find to sit here and say, you know, there's five at least five good things about every movie. And there we and for the most part, we have found five good things. Guys, this this has been, I think, the hardest one we've done so far. Guys. It was easier for me to find five good things about the room than it was Catwoman. (laughs) Like legitimately good things about the room. Oh, speaking of which, the room is getting a 4K release next month. It doesn't need one. That's why I need it. 
Also, Tommy Wiseau is doing a special feature on it where he's going to offer his own quote unquote rebuttal to the Disaster Artist movie. Oh, no. And talk about everything they got wrong. I'm like, I need this movie right now. Oh, no. (laughs) Also, for those that don't know, Tommy Wiseau, the guy that did The Room, has his own YouTube gaming channel. Of all things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, The Room was easier to find good things about this than this piece of trash. Josh, oh my goodness. let's just let's, let's speed forward to the end. What's your number one? I might get some pushback from you on this. Don't say Halle Berry. You're going to say Halle Berry, aren't you? Yeah, I'm saying it, Halle Berry. <laughs> because at the end of the day, while kooky, while strange, while completely out there, she committed to the story that was presented to her. I'm not saying it's good, but it's like it's like the level of commitment that um, Nicholas Cage Cage puts into everything. It doesn't always make sense, but it's definitely commendable. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give you that. It's definitely not my number one. I don't even want to acknowledge what she yeah, did. But just, in terms of going balls to the wall, giving everything you have to this utter garbage of a movie, right down to accepting your own Razzie Award win for it, I will give yeah. the Halle Berry props for that. Yeah, it's and it's definitely she's not the problem with this film. No, like it's it, everything it else. Looks, like you can have Meryl Streep in this, and it would. Actually, probably be a better movie just because it'd be more interesting. Tell me you wouldn't want to see Meryl Streep, a CGI Meryl Streep, do drop kicks on Sharon Stone. Oh, actually, I would. Yeah, I would. And see Meryl Streep um, say it's overtime <laughs> while hanging out of a building and then somehow jumping up without using her arms. Oh, God. There's so much. Anyway, but at the end of the day, this movie is not her fault her performance is not the reason that this movie is absolute garbage nope i blame the director who didn't have a single movie after this yeah this movie killed his career and i don't blame it so my number one is probably gonna make you mad actually because you talked about it earlier my number one is a detective no he is literally dumber than a bag of rocks (laughs) yes he is a dumb detective But in terms of best performance and actual charisma on screen, Halle Berry or the detective. Okay, fair. Like, yes, he is portrayed as an idiot cop, but he seemed to be the only likable non-stereotype of a character of, you're the stereotypical best friend. You're the stereotypical gay co-worker. Granted, at times he does kind of feel it's a stereotypical good cop, but at the same time, he still feels like the only nice and good person in the entire city that's for some reason doesn't want to hook up with somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. That part I don't, didn't understand at all. Not Because everyone not- wants to hook up with somebody else in this movie. And it, okay. Including I, at times I felt like the bad guy and Catwoman wanted to hook up too. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, uh, director, are you working through some things? Like, I, yeah, I just, I mean, it's interesting to me that we both picked an actor for our number ones. Um, But yeah, and it's funny to me that we both picked the person that the other person hated. Yeah, that's why this show works, man. Oh, man. But yeah, no, it's at the end of the day. I refuse to watch this movie ever again. 
Absolutely. It's, it's absolute garbage heap that tries to use um, feminism as a story point but doesn't commit to, to using it. It tries to use a anti quote-unquote anti-hero um, using big air quotes there because this is genuinely a th- the first time I think I've ever heard Catwoman called an anti-hero. She's always um, been an anti-hero. No, nah, I've always said she's a villain. Um, nah, she's a, she helps as she helps Batman when it's needed. He's yeah. she's a member of the Bat family. She just no nope. steals. Nope. No, nah, I will fight you on that one. <laughs> Tune in next week when, when Nathan and Josh have the discussion is just us water. debating the merits of Bat, of Catwoman the character for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Eartha Kitt was a perfect character. <laughs> she was uh, the greatest Catwoman, but she was even better as Madame Zeroni. <laughs> What's funny is I think, and I might catch some flack for this, but you always do because I can whoop all of you. Um, I think uh, Anne Hathaway is so far the best Catwoman at uh, right now for Lee. Uh, for uh, I, I don't know, actually, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the best Lena Kyle. Yeah, we haven't had a good, like, truly iconic Catwoman yet until Zoe Kravitz shows up. As much as I'm a huge Jennifer Morrison fan, she really didn't do it for me in Batman Hush. Also, maybe Eartha yeah. Kitt because I grew up on Batman '66. It's tough, dude. It's real tough. Well, technically, Eartha Kitt was on the TV show and it was Julie Newmar in the movie, but let's not get. Let's not get our nine cat women's mixed up. <laughs> Let's not get all neckbeard about this. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, don't watch this movie unless you want to like actually consider consider suicide. Um, it's not even one of those like Wicker Man where after you're done with them, like that at least was fun, stupid. This is just stupid, stupid. Because five good things. We've had plenty of movies that we've either end up loving, like Drive Angry, and think are actually good movies. Or are stupid fun like The Room or Wicker Man. This just makes me sad and make me embarrassed that some people get to make movies while much smarter, more creative people don't. Yeah, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, And you know what? I think this, if anything, and you can hate me all you want. This was the most challenging five good things we've had so far. And I picked this. By far. I am proud of that i'll take that and number one for both of us in the words of frodo it's over <laughs> dude oh man but if you um i sent you uh, did you watch that video that i sent you which one the, the uh i sent you a video uh, i think it's just like through text or whatever but it was a it's a pitch meeting for the for Catwoman, and it's very very dude, all those pitch movie meetings are great they are also nostalgia critics uh review of it is is very funny too now i'm gonna have to go back and watch it now that i've actually seen it that's an old one too that's the first one with tamara it is it's like old oh well what did you guys think about catwoman let us know in the comments below we always like hearing from you guys have you seen it why um is there anything you thought was positive about this movie let us know in the comments below and as always if you like what you see and want to see more subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on whether that's itunes spotify google podcast or youtube and if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube at uncharted media and as always stay sharp movie guys and gals